Okay. Welcome to Come Talk With Me. I'm Max Sedigad, and I believe everyone has a story. We can all learn from each other. Sometimes we learn what to do, and sometimes we learn what not to do. So I have a treat for you today, listeners. I have my very first interview, and it's with a couple that I think are pretty awesome, and I'm excited um, for you guys to hear their testimony and hear their story as well. I have um, Kristen and Frank Hamrick with me. They are from Webster County, but they relocated um, just a little while back due to employment reasons, and they're here to talk with us today. So welcome, Kristen and Frank. Hey. Hey, I'm super excited to have you guys. We're excited to be here. Yes. Hey, um, how long have you guys been married? April the 9th will be 18 years. 18 glorious years. All right. That's that's good, though. That's a while. So how long did you guys know each other before you got married? Not very long. So we started dating around the end of July, was engaged by September, and married the following April. I love it. That's fun. Hey, when you know, you know. That's all right. I love it. That's awesome. So when you guys got married, were both of you already Christians or did that come later in your relationship? No, he was, I was not. Not so much practicing at the time, no. Right, understand. Yeah, yeah. Okay, so how did, um, well, let me start with this then. How long were you married before you guys accepted Christ? Um, was probably what, uh, when you were at Sand Run. Right. Um, Noah would have been a baby. I'm going to guess probably a year to two years before we really started trying to get our roots dug. Yes. Yeah. Great. So how did that come about? One of you wake up one morning and say, okay, let's go to church. Or did one of you wake up and say, man, something is missing from our marriage or kind of walk me through how that came about so for a long time actually frank went to church without me okay so he was raised in church Mm -hmm. Um, his whole life revolved around church his whole family's life revolved around church Um, church and god always came first before Mm -hmm. anything just like the bible says to do Mm mm-hmm and I was the one that didn't go. Mm-hmm. And and I was the one that stayed at home. You know, lots of times that it's the women who go without mm-hmm. the husbands and right. pray for the husbands to come with us. It was exactly opposite. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So he would go to church and he and his whole family were praying for me. Oh, okay. Okay. And, you know, they were such spiritual people that they could literally preach the loudest sermons and not say a word. Oh, so, I love that. Oh, so hey. just being around them, God would convict me just yeah. by being around them. And they never, I mean, of course they talked to me. I don't mean by not saying a word, right. but they didn't, their witness was living a Christian life in front of me. Nice. Nice. Which is yeah. what really we all aim to do every day that's Mm -hmm. that's awesome yeah 
wow, that's pretty great. So Frank, what was it like when you decided like, hey, I'm going to go to church and, you know, she stayed home and you pulled out of the driveway. Were you just instantly praying for her or was it something your parents had talked to you about getting um, in church or? Um, yeah, I mean, uh, like, I, you know, like she said, you know, my parents were the greatest witness that uh, uh, in my life that. Um, uh, so at that time, like I, I was just trying to find my way back. I was. Yeah. Uh, in a spiritual turmoil, I guess you could say at that time. Yeah. Um, and I knew where I needed to go. Mm -hmm. um, and I wanted her to go with me. Yeah. You know, so I mean, uh, I would go and be praying for her all at the same time. But in the back of my mind, Satan was still telling me, you know, he said, you know, it's useless. You know, she's not yeah. going to she's not going to join you. You, you don't, you know, you're going to be doing this all on your own. Yeah. Um, and so, I mean, it was, it was still discouraging, even though that she didn't right. go. Um, but, uh, you know, just being persistent. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. The way I felt I needed to be and just, uh, I needed to be the witness that she needed at the time. Yeah. That's, that's awesome. And yeah. listen, kudos to you. I mean, Kristen, you're right. Normally it is the other way around. Yes. That, you know, the wife goes, the husband stays home, but Frank, I love it that you were like, nope, I know this is <laughs> how we need to go. I mean, really, that was your first step in, yeah, in leading your family, you know, yeah. that's, that's awesome. I like that part of the story. Mm -hmm. I didn't know that. That's great. Mm -hmm. So here you are. Okay. So you guys, so Kristen decides to go with you. Y'all, um, you get in church and, and, uh, you, you've given your life to Christ now and you were, at that time, I'm assuming that was probably what 16, 17 years ago, or yeah, oh, yeah. yeah. So at that time, you were this young couple, and I'm just speaking from my husband Chris and I from our experience. When we accepted Christ, we too were uh, younger in age, and mm -hmm. um, it wasn't necessarily the normal thing for people people our age to do, right? Yeah. So tell me how you guys juggled that at the time, um, just being different friends or the people you were around as far as like, okay, we, we got to get up and go um, Sunday morning or, hey, we can't be part of certain activities. Um, tell me how you juggled that at the time. So personally, I mean, I'm not sure what he's thinking, but, uh -huh. you know, I tried whenever I started you know, growing my roots and really trying to get grounded in where I was going to be in my walk with Christ, you know, I tried to be like his parents and you uh -huh. know, just to live a Christian life in front of people. I love it. And, yeah. you know, tried not to shove it down people's throat. Yes. You know, of course yes. you would invite people to church uh -huh. and, you know, when you pray about it and you give it to God, you know, I think that God will send a spirit of conviction on people, yeah. but then sometimes he can also move them out of your way as well. Yes. Yes. Amen to that. I like that. And so, you know, I felt like we tried to live a Christian life in front of our friends. Uh -huh. Um, you know, some were respectful uh -huh. and, you know, Hey, that's not for me, but we love you anyway. Right. And and some, 
you know, either they moved or God moved them. And that's yeah. okay. Yeah, that's right. That's right. I mean, we yeah. still love those people. And, yep. and I hope that, you know, they find a church and, you know, we want to be in heaven with them. Exactly. Yes. But, you know, sometimes maybe our path and their path didn't exactly align with God's path. Right. Right. I love how you phrased that. That's exactly right. Yes. That was good. I like that. So often, I think people get caught up in what all the can'ts and the don'ts and the rules and regulations when really, uh, for for me, when I started actually walking with Christ, I just found a lot more freedom. Mm-hmm. You know, it wasn't about uh, my desires changed. It wasn't about what I couldn't do. It was about man, what I get to do mm-hmm. and what I wanted to do. And it changed and it was just so much more free to be me, to be who he created me to be. Yes. So our pastor actually preached on this this morning and it was how, you know, the world sometimes feel like the church is for perfect people. Right. Yeah. And the church is not for perfect people. There was only one perfect person and none of us are ever going to live up to that. Amen. That's right. That is so right. I agree. And, you know, our our house is like a revolving door for teenagers. Of course, yes. we have a 16 and a 17 year old who are social butterflies. And, <laughs> you know, they both have friends coming yes. and going all the time. And, you know, we've had, a, you know, of course, all the kids, we invite them. They're more than welcome to go. And, right. You know, you always get the, well, if I went, the whole thing would (laughs) fall in. Yeah. And I'm like, it didn't with me. And trust me, with all the shortcomings (laughs) that we've had over the years, if it can handle me, it can absolutely handle anybody. Absolutely. You're right. You're right. And, And, you know, I agree that with our pastor and his message this morning where, you know, it's, it's a hospital for sinners. It's yes. not, yes. you, you can't get clean and come to God. You have to come to God and let him clean you. Amen. That's right. Yes. Yes. I completely agree with that. Frank, do you have anything to add or even um, from a male perspective, how it was for you juggling Christianity and friends and such? I mean, I think, I think she said, said the better part of it. Um, Good. Um, and uh, so that's, you know, that's what, uh, when I first started and just like, you know, I, I try to be the best light that I can be. Right. Um, I, I try to be the happiest person that I can be and uh, yeah. just share the love of Christ wherever yeah. I go. Um, I love it. Now I'm not always perfect. I, I'm right. Just like anybody else, yep. you know, I, I fall short so many times and yeah. and he's right there waiting with open arms to accept me back. And uh, that's, so that's he's, right. he's never left me, you know, I've, I've left him mm-hmm. a couple of times and, yep. and uh, same. so absolutely. Yeah. I love that. And I'm so glad you mentioned that. I wanted to kind of get to that. Kristen and I had talked about in our phone call, mm-hmm. uh, the, the thought that people have sometimes and when I was first, uh, when I first returned to Christ, I'm like you, I Mm -hmm. was, I was saved, but then I walked away. And when Chris and I got married shortly after that, he accepted Christ. And then 
I got on board and some people call it rededication. That's, that's yeah. kind of, that's what we'll call it right now. Yeah. If, if people differ, it's okay. But that's when yeah. I rededicated my heart to the Lord and decided, Hey, I, I surrender. I want you to be the Lord of my life. And, yeah. um, I took on the heaviness of, Oh my gosh, I have to be perfect. Now mm-hmm. he didn't tell me that the right. enemy did. And I took that on. Now, thank right. God, um, I found freedom from that, and that's when I began to, to walk in the freedom that Christ um, allowed me to walk in and um, could be me and who he made me to be. But also, yeah. um, other people, I think, sometimes expect people that serve Christ to be perfect. Oh, yeah. You know? <laughs> yeah. And we're not. We we need just as much grace and mercy as they do. And mm-hmm. But one thing Kristen and I had talked about, and you guys, please share with me the, the pressure on our children to mm. be perfect because their parents are open about being Christians and serving Christ. But then the um, pressure and the perfection expected from them from other people y'all kind of touch on that for me a little bit well, i mean and that's you know the kind of church the the i grew up in the union mission conference that was uh-huh. the kind of churches that i attended when i grew up uh-huh. and there was a, a they were pretty uh old-fashioned traditional sure um i guess you know uh just kind of uh, expected its members to be held to a certain standard and things yes. like that uh-huh. um and they didn't expect you to be perfect i mean they right um so i mean growing up you kind of felt judged yeah and even yeah. even stepping in the doors so i mean you kind of felt like i always felt that pressure yes um of needing to be perfect yeah um, and you know you couldn't uh just seem like that you couldn't be honest with everybody yeah. Um, of what kind of burdens you were carrying or, yeah. or things like that. And, yeah. and I don't believe it was meant. Right. Maybe they didn't necessarily feel that way. Right. You know, but that's the way uh, that I personally, you know, felt. Yes. Um, yes. I, I agree with you. And then when, when we felt that way, it made it almost impossible for me I don't want to speak for you but then I hesitated to take those imperfections to Christ yeah you know because I felt so ashamed or guilty of them yeah yes absolutely yeah and I'm like you I don't think it was anyone's intention but that was certainly just what came across you know Mm -hmm. yeah yeah I agree Kristen what's your thoughts on that well I mean like you said we talked the other day Mm -hmm. you know the kids now, especially teenagers, face so many different things than what yeah. we did when we were in high school. There's yeah. and they and they can't get away from it. You know, mm-hmm. everyone everyone has a bullying story. We all do. Yes. Someone was always unkind. I mean mm-hmm. but you know, at three o'clock when the bell rang, I could go home and I could escape that. Yes. And the kids now it follows them on their phones and they don't ever get a break from it. Right. So, you know, and even in their phones, there's so much, someone's always watching. And especially when you are a church kid, quote unquote. Mm -hmm. Yes. (laughs) These kids are under such a microscope. Yeah. And, 
you know, it, it's like their friends as well as adults mm-hmm. are waiting for them to mess up. Yes. Yeah. And, you know, we, we've had our struggles. Our children aren't perfect and, and they both profess to be Christians as well. Right. I mean, mm-hmm. both of our kids are very active in their church and in their youth groups uh-huh. and, and they've messed up. Right. And, yeah. you know, it's like, well, I can't believe they done that. You know, they're, those are church kids. And I can't even imagine being a pastor's child. Right. Right. In this era, because, you know, yeah. if my kids are put under a mi- microscope just because our family practices Christianity. Yeah. You know, being a pastor's kid is a whole new level of pressure. Yes. And, you know, like I said, it's not even just kids that are waiting for you to fail. There is literally adults, teachers that are watching. And, you know, right now they're in our community. The teenagers are making a movement. Awesome. I mean, they, they are really making some noise here and, yeah. you know, we have teenagers that come to our church and they, they drive themselves, they're picking each other up and the parents mm-hmm. stay at home. Wow. Yeah. So, you know, I feel like it's on the generation of, of this, of these teenagers that yeah. not only are they a witness to their community, they're yeah. having to be a witness to their own households. Right. Right. Yeah, yes. The spiritual leaders now. And that's what uh, yeah. uh, we've seen. Um, I actually, we actually had a guy stand up in church last week and that was in his testimony that uh, yeah. his daughter has been the spiritual leader in their house for several years now. Wow. And, and that's what, he he actually just uh i believe i don't know if he actually got if he got saved or if he just rededicated yeah. his life yeah you, know, you want to say it but right um, right he just he just came back and uh, uh back to christ just it's been a few weeks ago yeah but that was that was in his te- testimony you know well the kids are having to be the spiritual leaders look, and they, look at that well praise god though for yeah. him coming yeah 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 i agree with you with my kids now they're all adults now and and out of the local school system. Mm-hmm. I have two in college, one full time. I when they were younger. Which kid? I got a call that they had done something from school. Okay, or at school. Okay, we'll take care of it. And I remember one of the administrators was so upset, and she kept yeah, she kept saying, "He lied. He lied. I'm telling you, he lied." <laughs> and I, I just kind of giggled. I said. Yeah, I mean, he's 13. That's going to happen, <laughs> yep. you know. Yes. Um, and so when we went to the school to, to pick him up and, you know, take care of whatever needed taken care of, she said, I just didn't think that would be acceptable in your household. And I said, ma'am, it's it's not that we accept that, but he's not perfect and mm-hmm. yep. get out of trouble age appropriate at 13. Now, we will address that, certainly. But mm-hmm. my my goodness, just the pressure, you know, <laughs> that mm-hmm. was on them. I mean, it was uh, it was intense. But I'm I'm glad we're talking about that because I, I want to make it clear to the listeners that the expectation is not from God for us to be perfect. Not not it, at all. Right. It's from other people. It is not from God. He there's nothing he can't heal. There's nothing that is new to him. There's nothing that would make him not love you. That's right. I mean, and even to tag along with that, look at the yeah. people that he's chosen. 
Yeah. You know, whenever mm-hmm. Jesus was here, mm-hmm. he didn't pick the people, the right. high up people. Yeah. You know, he, right. what we would consider going to the trenches, mm-hmm. that's where he went and that's where he recruited. And yeah. those were his you know, those two are who he chose to be his disciples. Like right. they're the ones that carried on the gospel. Yeah. And like that should give hope to everyone. Yes. Yeah. Preach, sister. I love it. That's exactly <laughs> right. Yeah. And You're I mean, right. those disciples were not perfect people. That's right. Yeah. And a lot of them were even um, maybe outcasts or looked down on uh, society, society. Excuse me. Yeah. Yeah, you're very right. So, one, I heard you say that your household was a place where kids are in and out all the time. I love it. And that says to me that um, the peace of God is there, that kids feel comfortable. They feel wanted and seen and loved. So that's that's certainly attributed to you and Frank and how you're, um, you know, leading and conducting your household so hats off to you i think that's wonderful well they definitely should feel fed when they leave as well (laughs) yeah i I feel like sometimes they filter in and out and empty the cupboards and the pantry and that's okay too it is that's right that's right that's that's our ministry is feeding yeah i love it that's right that's fun so hey frank i just Mm -hmm. want to touch on a minute um frank for you that don't know for those of you that don't know frank's a correctional officer and has been for quite some time and so i wanted him to speak about how he juggles his uh, belief in christ while working in a facility that really isn't um necessarily full of people that have made the best choices now it's full of people that god loves just like he loves and frank and made some choices to land them there and they um it's a very tough job i've always said um correctional officers should make more than anybody in congress because you guys deal with a lot so um first of all how long have you been a correctional officer um i've been corrections since uh well since we got married so probably close to 18 years yeah Um, okay so you've uh, been through some yeah yeah yeah, i went through i was i worked in the regional jails for quite a while and I've been with the in the federal system now for uh, going on eight years I think yeah maybe just a little more now yeah um and uh, so yeah I've done it I've done it for a while and I've yeah. seen some things and, yeah uh, is it challenging well I mean any job that is challenging but you're working with people that just um have made some choices that possibly were driven by hate they were driven Right. you know, by, by different things. And some of them have no regard maybe for other people, but tell me what it's like for you daily, um, how you interact with them, how you handle that. And again, we want to emphasize no one's perfect. I'm sure there are right. days where you rub your head and think, Oh my gosh. You know? Yeah. <laughs> like, <laughs> oh yeah. Yeah. There, there are days, but, um, yeah. uh, most days, I mean, it's, it's, it's really easy. Uh-huh. Um, I, I really enjoy uh sharing the spirit at work um yeah, not only with the ones not the not the clientele that are housed there but yeah. the ones that i work with so oh, your I'm, co-workers great oh yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, uh, um but and just like Kristen said you know i never try to force i will never try to force 
Christ yeah. on anybody or anything like that. And I have to, in my position, I have to be really careful about right. approaching that subject. Right. Um, so, um, yeah. But yeah, so I like to share him whenever I can. I mean, the sure. door, the door opens frequently. Yeah. Um, and when they, when they bring it up, you yeah. know, that's on them. So, I mean, that's right. Uh, yeah. I, I jump on every chance I get. Yeah. Um, whether it be uh, somebody that, that I work with or somebody yeah. that uh, I work around. Yeah. Um, so go ahead. Sorry. Would, would, no, I'm sorry for interrupting you. Would you, no, 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 no. would you say though that you're able to do and have done the line of work that you do because of the spirit of God in you? Like you're able to, to get up and go to work every day and uh, well, strengthen. It's funny that's like that um, yeah. that you say that. Yeah. Um, because after I started working there, um, you know, I, I I've never you if you would have told me uh, when I was a teenager that I would be working where I'm at now, <laughs> I would yeah. I would have threw a rock at you. Yeah, yeah. And I'd have laughed at you or something <laughs> because um, um, <laughs> it's it's just a but through working there i mean i've definitely found uh it seems like almost my calling um, yeah. of yeah. being able to uh minister to somebody that uh really needs him you know i work with a lot of people who a lot of times they're down on their luck they're yes. at, the, uh, at the bottom of their pit they're they're yeah. jonah you know yeah. they're in the yeah. belly of their whale uh-huh. um they're big fish whatever yeah um and they're searching they've right. been um, and almost hopeless sometimes yes say, yes yeah and, yeah and so yeah when those opportunities present themselves right. I, I, I appreciate uh, yeah. the good lord showing me when it does happen you know yes um, yeah and then there are some that are in there and they they kind of apparently they like it yeah 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 <laughs> so, <laughs> That's a good way to put it. Yeah, yeah. they uh, yeah don't have any interest in changing, and it doesn't yeah. matter how many times you talk to them. And right, uh, yeah, but. you know, it's funny. Um, myself too. Often, when we think of missionaries, we think of folks going overseas, and, mm-hmm. and all of that is needed, necessary, and of course supported and encouraged. But your mission field, first of all, all of our mission field starts. Right. And then when we go into the workforce. So, I mean, you're you're right there in your mission field. And I think that's awesome. I, yeah. I'm glad you mentioned that about your coworkers. You know, I had oh, yeah. really gave that a lot of thought. But yeah, that because I imagine it's a high stress area. So it is. Yeah, that, it that's is. Pretty and, great. Yeah. You know, and that's a thing, you know, um, uh, the the inmates and things like that, that that are there. Yeah, um, they are honestly the majority of them yeah are just like people i see every day outside in public Uh um and some of them may have had that one that just that one split second decision yeah that completely changed their life and that completely turned it upside down and now they're in there um there's been many times where i've been in in that Uh place you know and i had to yes um thank god i listened right (laughs) to the voice of reason that yeah um said you're about to go down the wrong path yeah Um, right so yeah yeah, i mean it's and it's just they are just normal people the majority of them yeah 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 
That's great. Thank you for sharing that, Frank. I'm, mm-hmm. I like that. Thank you. That's wonderful. Well, we are approaching about 30 minutes, but I want to ask both of you, is there anything that you want to share that you haven't? Because I, I could talk to you all, but you encourage me so much and you stir me up. But um, I'll just kind of give the floor to you. If there's anything you all want to share, um, now's the time. Just go right ahead. I mean, my biggest thing is, you know, right now, I feel like we just need to love each other. Yes. Yeah. And not just in marriages, not just told, not even just within our church, but outside. I mean, Mm -hmm. you know, again, our pastor's message this morning, and I know I'm bringing that up, but it's so, you know, it's so raw right now. Yeah. Was you know, and the message was about Moses not letting his hands down. And, you know, Moses got tired of holding his hands up. So he had people that came and helped him. Yeah. And, you know, we need to be like those people. If we see someone struggling, we need to help hold their hands up just a little bit longer. Take, you know, take the load off and just genuinely love, have, have a burden for people because it, everyone's fighting a battle that that's nobody right. knows or that you would even give a thought to. Yes. Some people are so great. Frank is one of these people who is so great at hiding, uh-huh. you know, things that he goes through as to where I wear my heart on my sleeve. What you see is what you get. Yeah. And, yeah. and he's kind of a, bottle or upper if that's uh-huh. even a word hey we'll and, it'll work today yes yeah and I'm the one that you know as it comes in my head it comes out my mouth yeah and, and I just get it all out and everyone knows what I'm thinking and you know it takes all kinds to make the world go round but right you know lots of times he's even fighting a battle and you know within my house my children uh-huh absolutely fight battles that yeah we know nothing about until Mm -hmm. you know maybe a week or so later and something gets mentioned and we're like wait what right yes you know so honestly even the kids that filter in and out of our homes you know Mm -hmm. you have to get on their level and yeah you know I've started a thing where I will send you know my circle of people a message like yeah how can I pray for you today like yeah do you have a test coming up this week yeah you know now we're in the middle of baseball season Uh um what can we like what can I do for you to help yes yeah and you know another fantastic tool that we have started in our house probably about a month ago. Now, this is a part where our kids are not perfect, but right. on the Bible app, we started a plan and, you know, I wanted the kids to do it every day. There's a comment section and I wanted them to kind of fill that out uh-huh. so that I knew that they were in the word a little bit every day. Right. Was it forced? Yeah, probably a little bit. Yeah. But I thought, man, this is, I felt like that's what God led me to do. And, yeah, yeah. you know, we would, you would get different perspectives because, you know, all four of us in our house are completely different people, completely different personalities. Yes. Completely different points of view. 
And so the days that they done it, you know, it was really cool. And, mm-hmm. you know, I felt like it helped us to grow yeah. as a family. Yeah. And, and I think that if a lot of families, it literally takes like five minutes of yeah. your day. Right. And, you know, I just suggested that ours leave comments. That way it was something that mom knew, hey, I actually done this. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and no, in I order to it. leave yeah. a comment, you have to kind of know what you're talking about. You couldn't just say, I read this. Yeah. You had to uh-huh. kind of give your thoughts about what that devotional and what that little piece of scripture was. Yeah. So I think that's great. Yeah. I mean, if that's something that maybe other young parents and, and it's on the kids' phone. So, yeah. you know, anything on their phone is a plus. So <laughs> that's right. Maybe yeah. that is something uh, that we have found a little bit of success with that someone else probably maybe didn't even think about, but it's just a way to get into the word every day. Yes. Yeah. I think that's great. Thank you for mm-hmm. sharing that. That's great. Frank, is there anything that you want to say that you didn't get a chance to, or do you feel okay with everything? I think I think it's been a good talk. Good, um, good. I definitely appreciate it. Yeah. Um, right. Yeah, I don't have anything else to offer. Okay, okay. Will you guys hang in there with me just a little bit? I'm going to wrap it up, and um, then I'll turn you loose. But right. thank you for everybody joining us today. I hope you enjoyed this talk as much as I did. Um, I love it. There. Their passion and their fire for Christ is contagious, and I'm thankful that it, it rubbed up, rubbed off on me today. Um, I appreciate Kristen and Frank, you guys sharing uh, your hearts with us today and taking time out of uh, your Sunday to to do this. I believe it will minister to a lot of people, so I really appreciate it. Absolutely. Um, all right, so this will come out the last Tuesday in March and I'm anxious to uh, get it out there for everyone to hear, but thank you all so much for joining me. You're welcome. Thank Thank you. Thank you. You guys have a good day. Thanks again. No problem. All righty. Bye-bye.